In addition to that, History of Rome, History of Byzantium. Did I say that right? Byzantium? Byzantium? Byzantine? Byzant- Byzantium? Byzantine? Byzantine? I don't know. One of those is the thing. It's the one that's a B and a Y and a Z. There you go. Welcome to episode three of Always Listening. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are always listening. This week, we're always listening to Audacious. It's food talk for gluttons. And Josh, while you are the foodie in this group and I am the picky eater. Oh, yeah, that's the truth. I am the one that suggested this episode. So let me give you the details here. First of all, you can find the show and uh, every episode as well as lots more info about the host at audacious.co. That's E-D-A-C. C-I-O-U-S dot C-O. And the reason why it's audacious dot C-O is because dot com is for C-I-O-U-S dot co because dot com is for sale. <laughs> nice, funny. funny. I love I love the way that, that she says that. I, I like that she acknowledges it. Uh, this is a problem that you and I have run into. Alwayslistening dot com, for instance, is not available. It, it, is, we, it is available if we wanted to pay several thousand dollars for it, but we don't. So... Uh, or we're not going to anyway. So we have always listening pod.com. It's a problem. We could have got always listening dot review. I thought about that. We, hey, there you go. Right here off the bat. I would love to get your feedback. Would it matter to you if we were always listening dot reviews? I think that would be kind of cool. We decided to go with always listening pod.com. We might not change it anyway, even if you guys say it would be awesome, but I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Uh, here's the rest about Audacious, though. The host is Janae Libby. It is uh, about an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half per episode, and she comes out every two weeks. And what is it? It's right there in the title. It's Food Talk for Gluttons. I don't uh, I, I don't like the name of the show. I don't I don't like her reason for for having it at all. Do you think you and I have many times over the course of our review lifehood here uh, uh, said Things that we've done in our own past uh, on our original podcast, especially, but even early on on, on Pod on Pod, we often did things that were too cute for our own good. Well, she Do you even, think this is her being too <clears throat> smart yeah, for I her think own so. good? Yeah. I mean, what if you start out a project? I mean, that's like your baby, right? It's something new. It's something exciting and you want to be different. But she points out fairly early uh, one of the problems already with the name is that she is constantly having to say it, it's not audacious. Right, it's audacious, not audacious, which means two totally different things. Very much. And then I feel like it's very so she uses like glutton, and then even audacious means pig, piggedly or or piggishly, right? So I feel I feel like that the connotation that goes with that to me is like to excess, like large. You know, it's not appealing. To me, that's very interesting. I didn't even consider those things, but absolutely, you're. I mean, you're right in both those cases. That's that's absolutely true. Hmm. I mean, um, it's, it's it's not fun to say that because, like, I know the thought and everything that she put in for the name, and I'm sure it's going to stay the same, and it should stay the same. It's her project. It's her baby. That's that's that should be her vision. But for me, didn't really care for the name. Well, and it's one of those things that what you're pointing out is for some people, for your for a random person stumbling upon it in the iTunes store or something, this might yeah, be like a you're stumbling gonna have block. to you you would have to read the description to know that it's a food podcast. You wouldn't have to read the description, Josh. You know what if, else you could do? You, you could go back and listen to episode one. What is audacious? Yeah, no, and she she explains it. She lays it out really well. Uh, but but my point is is like on subsequent podcasts. She kind of has to reiterate 
what it means again. What episodes did you listen to, by the way? Here at Always Listening, we always listen to at least three episodes of a podcast to review it. You got to listen to at least three or four episodes just to get a flavor of the show. And and Josh especially likes to go way deep into the archives. You almost always listen to the first episode. Yeah, I try to listen to the first episode of every one. Try to listen to one of the most recent ones, if not the absolute most recent one. And then you all also... Uh, you go back and and you listen to uh, some stuff in the middle. What did you listen to this time? Uh, so, well, it's not a very. There's not a whole lot of episodes. So, what's the middle for this? Really, um, there's 16 episodes. I listened to episode one, episode two, and episode 15. Uh, so here's what I checked out. I listened to episode 11, episode 13, episode 15, and I did listen to that first episode, the "What Is Audacious" episode. Uh, episode 11 is um, about nude food. That's the name of the establishment that they're covering. In episode 13, it's the No Bull Burger that they're talking about. And in episode 15, it's the Junction Restaurant. Now, that's one that you and I both crossed over on. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that was a really good one. Out of the three, that was my favorite. And I think that that one's more typical of what she's going for of, of her style. So on Always Listening, we talk about podcasts by describing their host likability, their audio quality, their content, the production values, and then we give you some don't miss moments. Let's start with host likability, as we always do. And Janae Libby, uh, who is she? Well, she's a food writer, or as she says, she's a writer, writer who, who happens, happens to, to write, write about, about food. food and a podcaster. And every two weeks, I try and connect with folks here in Charlottesville and in our region to talk with them. I, I think I think she's very likable. I, and I, here's the deal. I stumbled upon her. She actually found me on Twitter after I mentioned that we were going to review this. And she and I struck up a conversation. She said, how did you find my show? Like, I'm, as you mentioned, there, she doesn't have a ton of episodes. In the past, we waited until well, after 20 to review a right, show. Well, here, here's the thing is like, because we're seeing this happen with more and more new episodes, is it's, lo- it's local. It's a regional podcast, right? Specifically, it's about the food scene in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah. So that's really intriguing. You know, Platypus Houston is also a very region. Obviously, it's about Houston. So I think those are really cool things to do. They're pretty niche. How big can I, can that podcast get? The cool thing is I lived in Shotsville for, for a cup of coffee, I guess. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was really like, I think I went into this with a lot of expectations of, oh man, I, I'm a foodie. I love food. Shotsville is it's a really cool place, man. You can tell that from the different people that are covered in this show. Yeah, great, great food scene. And I wonder if she, so I always like to, to find like where the college kids go in a town. Like here, for example, the doghouse, right? Every college kid here goes to the doghouse. Yes. Uh, so it's kind of cool to go. Part of see. that is about the price. Mostly it's about the atmosphere and the, and the uh, relative location towards campus right well i stumbled across a place called the spot it's like right across campus yeah i think i was out drinking that's one night. the best name ever like for i just a- got i just got in there and here's the weird thing after a certain time like dude the only thing you can order is a gus burger that's it that's all that's all you can get i did not i it in my intoxicated stupor it took me Longer than it should have to realize that. <laughs> and I was almost being yelled at by the cooks. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I like Janae a lot, though. So I stumbled on her show. I found her show, I think, because she was in a group uh, of podcasters that said they were going to podcast movement. And so I think I'd thrown her show into a list that I was listening to. I listened to one episode and I thought, oh, that's a really cool show. 
You mentioned the local angle. I thought that was interesting, and so I put her on the list. This was back when we were still pot on pot. Even before we changed the title, I had Adacious lined up. But it it does seem like there's a moment right now where local podcasting is sort of becoming a thing. Uh, the latest episode of the Podcasters Roundtable with Ray Ortega and Dave Jackson and yeah. what's the trend? The trend? J- Daniel J. Lewis. Yeah, the, yeah. the tr- what's trending in podcasting was the name of the episode. But one of the things that they talked about was local podcasting. They had a guy, and I and forgive me, but I can't remember the host's name that actually is doing a, a local fo- focused podcast. But he was talking about how, in its own way, it's easier to monetize. And here you see Janae, she talks about she doesn't have a, a million downloads or anything. She's not blowing up exactly, but she's building a community. She's sponsored. This show has at local advertising on here's it. What I, here's what I think is really cool about local podcasting. I think it's this is going to be an opportunity that Janae and other people will have. Visitor bureaus and, and chamber of commerce is in towns like this. Part of their job is to draw people draw tourism in, have events come in. So it makes perfect sense to me for like a convention center or a visitor's bureau or a chamber of commerce to get behind one of these podcasts and, and, you know, maybe they'll have some scheduling stuff they can do with like, Hey, we're about to do this big festival. So you need to have these certain podcasts out before it. Uh, So people coming in for that festival get to listen to it. Absolutely. Right. And I, th- I think there's a huge opportunity here. And I think this podcast is a like if the, if Charlottesville, if their chamber, if their convention center stuff isn't behind a podcast like this, they're crazy. Well, you can hear lots of the restaurant. And, and we haven't mentioned this yet, but the show is an interview show. So Janae, who, by the way, is a big Mark Marin fan. She starts the show with a little bit of a monologue and a, and a little bit of a, a personal stuff. And then the main meat of the episode is a different interview Normally with restaurateurs, yeah. uh, although she's got other yeah. hosts occasionally. She has a couple of food critics and, and, and sort of quote unquote food experts on one episode in particular. But I think if you listen to those episodes, especially by the last few, the pod, the, the, the restaurant owner mentions that they've listened to the show. Right. These I think I think people are coming to her now. And so if the Chamber of Commerce isn't on it already, they're about to be. You know, if the city is not behind her, if the area is not behind her, if the restaurant association, the local restaurant association is not behind her, they will be. Imagine if you're going to New Orleans for Jazz Fest or you're going to New Orleans for Mardi Gras and on the way down there, like we have like four hours to listen to. We could pop in a podcast and see what's hot, what's happening, what's a cool, nifty place to go to. So uh, Mark Mark Bologna, Mark Bologna, I'm not sure how to say his name, but I swear that is his name. He's a good guy, and he's a guy I met at at Podcast Movement as well. He is in New Orleans, and he's working on a a podcast now that's going to be local to the show, uh, focused on New Orleans. Now, I don't think his is going to, I don't know necessarily that he will be what's hot and what's happening today. But it will be very much a flavor. It will be very much a tourist draw. It will be very much an interesting thing that I think lots of groups in the city can use for promotion. So, yeah, I'm excited about that that combination, the idea of of these sort of civic groups discovering podcasting as a medium and and, and a way to uh, get their message out. That would be kind of cool. Let's talk about production values, how she puts this show together. What do you think of that theme song, Josh? I think I liked the theme song. I loved it. It's, it's real laid back. It yeah. reminds me a lot of... Sometimes you get the acoustic version of the WTF theme song, where he's where it's just like him strumming the guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's sort of what it reminds me of. It's got a very like a laid back bluesy feel to it. Fits her show very much. 
welcome, welcome to Audacious Food Talk for Gluttons. It's me, it's Janae Libby here once again. I'm assuming, and maybe I'm wrong on this, Janae, I'm assuming, you'll listen to this and let me know. I'm betting you do this show with like a couple of mics, maybe even one mic for your interviews, and it's. I bet she's mixing it on an iPad or a tablet or something. I, I think she's mixing this on the go. I mean, her monologue in particular sounds fine. She's in a nice room. It sounds it different. A, yeah, it doesn't have a yeah. lot of, uh, it doesn't have any audio issues. It's a little hollow sometimes, a little noisy in the actual interviews. I think that's probably because she's maybe sharing a mic between the two of them, which sounds fine. It's all listenable. But I get the feeling that the mixing is done on the fly, that it's sort of like a live to tape type podcast. Maybe I'm wrong on that, Janae. I'd love to know. Um, but none of those production values were a problem for me. Like this is not, that's not the high point of this podcast, but none of it was bothersome to me. Was it for you? No, not at all. Uh, and audio quality, sort of the same way. Like again, she's got uh, episodes that are better recorded and episodes that are I mean, a little they're, noisier. They're, well, yeah, they're rough. Some of them are rough. Yeah. In particular, the, I had problems with it. Wasn't the nude, the nude food episode was not great sound quality, but the episode, the, the no bull burger, I, I think it was two guests and her and, it was just a very that was a little troublesome to get through at times. So there were there were a few lines that I felt like I didn't exactly hear everything that the guest was trying to say there. But overall, not an issue. So let's move into the the meat of this, the content itself. What does she talk about? What comes out of these conversations, Josh? What does a guy like me who doesn't even eat these things get out of a show like this? Well, it's not like you're not. It's not going to be like um, show's not gonna. You're not gonna learn how to make anything no. on it. It's real conversations with people who are in the industry giving real feedback. That's a really good way to uh, sum it up, as a matter of fact. I, I liked, so in a lot of ways, it seems to me like she was listening to WTF. She's a big fan of podcasts in general. She's a writer. And she goes, I love what Mark is doing with this show. I, I wish I could do that. But I don't know any comedians and, and I don't really I don't work in that world. And some suddenly she was like, hey, I, I could talk to I could talk to chefs about this thing. I talk to people who own restaurants. I could talk to uh, people who are in this food you know, circle here that I happen to, to be diving into and writing more about anyway. That's what it sort of feels like to me. She interviews them and it's much less about the specific food. It's about like. Where where do you come from? Yeah. Where is the impetus to run a restaurant? Like what what do you feel like you've taken from other people's businesses that you're like I'm not going to do that anymore? Well, for for example, like you're going to hear some some real talk that you probably aren't going to expect to hear. What's funny is before the show started, Joel and I sat down to go over our notes to make sure that we had whatever sound bites we needed to plop in. We start talking about our favorite moments, and this is a real moment. It turns out this was both of our favorite moments it's not say it's the only it just this doesn't happen very often it's it, well and it really stands out and it's it's weird because i and i should have known that you would pick this too if you happen to listen to the episode we're talking about yeah. episode 15 uh which is about um uh the junction is that the name of the restaurant that gosh that was my favorite uh episode yeah I the think, topic really. was uh yeah, junction restaurant being a which female is, chef it wasn't open at the time maybe it's going to be open soon but melissa close heart is the the guest there she's talking about you know, coming up in the in the um, in the cooking world and where she got her first job, and and I I was like, that sounds like something Josh would say. <laughs> I don't know how many twenty McDonald's maybe in the city limits, mm -hmm. and they were all owned by one incorporation except one, and Mr. Myers owned one single one, 
And I guess I asked the right questions or whatever. He told me, he's like, come to me, you have a job as soon as you turn 15. So my first job, I worked until I was 18 at a McDonald's. Ah. And everybody's like, I can't believe you want to tell people that. And I'm like, you know, I learned efficiency. I learned inventory control. I learned cleanliness. There's something to learn in every job. Thank you. And, you know, there's parts of me that, I mean, my walk-in is always the same, you know, and I'm pretty sure I learned that from the beginning working for Mr. Myers. Yeah, man, the whole, like her, my my favorite, it's not a, I guess, segment, my favorite part, my favorite clips were from that show. And it was, even though she was talking about what it was like going to uh, culinary school and like how strict they were and how you had to do things and how things are more relaxed now just because the kids aren't, you, you, you know, the kids don't have the same focus and stuff uh, and getting calls from parents about are my kids working this and doing that. Like, like you're getting the real world out of this experience. And, and that was, that was the fascinating part for me is, is listening about her time in culinary school because you don't, you don't hear that. Uh, any of the chefs, whether you're watching them on TV, any of the celebrity chefs, you're not hearing, you're not hearing the the, the behind the scenes, the the gritty working, uh, working for you know under this chef, or then and then working under this chef, and then you know working the 14 hours at culinary school, like making nine dollars an dude, hour. That's, that is work, man. That is hustling. Yeah. Uh, and I I loved hearing about it. Yeah, that was, I agree. That was, that was one of, well, it was the reason that was my favorite episode too. Another episode that I really, really enjoyed though was the, was the nude food episode. And I was so surprised going into that episode, reading the description and everything. I thought, okay, this episode is going to be like this, or these people are going to be like this. And it turns out the guy is like, he's from an army background. Like he was in the army for years and yet he is really, really focused on the, like the table, uh, the farm to table movement and the idea of sourcing everything and knowing everybody who's touched the food that he, you know, is preparing and serving. He's also though, wanting to take that farm to table stuff and bring it to like affordable food and affordable meals for normal people. Um, which is something that Melissa talked about in episode 15 too, was like bringing quality ingredients and quality preparation and a quality atmosphere to a diner type budget or whatever. Well, and, and, and back to the Melissa episode, another part that I like is what do you, what do you cook at home? Like they, she, yes. What do you guys cook? Cause she's married to a chef. So whenever you guys are at home, what do you cook? What do we cook? We don't want to do any prep. We don't want to cook. Like we'll just throw a steak on. And that's like, that's the most cooking's going to happen in our house. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's like, uh, if you have ever known a plumber, the toilet's always broke at his house. If you've ever known a carpenter, for instance, my father was a carpenter though. Like my entire life, he's been a carpenter and a contractor and all those things. I lived for the first like 10, 12 years of my life. My mother didn't have a door on her closet in her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> what an easy fix. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, I do that all day and I get paid to do it out there. You know, and that's just the way it is. All right. So that is our thoughts on Audacious Food Talk for Gluttons. You got anything else to add on that, Josh? We talked about the audio quality, the production values, the host likability, the content. We gave you a couple of don't miss moments. Yeah, I would say take the first episode and just crumple it up and throw it away. And this <laughs> and th- this isn't like a this isn't like a jab at Janae or anything. This is just a lesson for all podcasters. Trash your first episodes. I wish we would have trashed ours in in anything that we do like no one truly knows what their podcast is going to be. So that first episode is really you just kind of saying what your hopes and your dreams are. 
and what you know what your fears are and that's difficult to listen to as a first episode because i feel like it puts the podcaster at a disadvantage I, i'll right? say this. sometimes you're putting things out there that maybe like i feel like sometimes we put things out there that we can't live up to oh all the time but right? I, I i live aspirationally josh i live aspirationally you gotta you gotta name it and claim it and then you shoot for the stars and if you miss you'll still hit the moon you know <laughs> No, I think you'd still miss the movie. <laughs> but but here's here's what I'll say about that first episode. I think it's you don't trash the first episode. No, maybe trash maybe it. you don't keep it published in the same place as everything else or whatever. But look at who was it? It was uh, Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income, played for us at Podcast Movement his very first podcast episode that he recorded, which he then didn't record another episode for like six months after that or something because he sort of forgot about it again. But I think that's awesome. Jay Soderbergh has talked about he doesn't have the very first thing that he ever recorded and posted, and it sort of burns him up all oh, the time that he can't you go back. Have and, it, you should have it for you. I'm saying you should trot it out once in a while no, to remind to keep no. yourself humble, buddy. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remind yourself. I'm still Jenny from the block. No, right? because your first podcast <laughs> from the no, block. No, no, because your first <laughs> podcast could be one of your listeners' first podcasts. And 50 podcasts into it, 100 podcasts into it, do you want that to be a representation of you or a representation of your show, your thoughts, your feelings? Do you want that to represent you as a first impression for them? And no, you don't. Oh, like, I, I don't. I, I disagree. I, th I think I think you got to leave it out there. That's one of the reasons why I like podcasting is because it is sort of like an audio time capsule. You know, like that's a piece of me from then. And I'm not still that. But at that time, I was that. And I'm getting better. This is something we're just not going to agree on. <laughs> I'm so glad I own the RSS feed. Yeah. <laughs> you can't control it. Uh, all right. So let's, let's get to... Uh, so that's Audacious. Uh, Audacious.co is where you can find her. There's links in our show notes, by the way. And Les, uh, are we going to suggest it? Or are you going to keep listening? I will do neither. You're going to do neither. Are you you wouldn't even leave it in your in your, uh, your if 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 I knew somebody was going to visit there, then yes, a hundred percent. But it's hard. Like it's hard to have a relationship for a show with people you know. You're 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 never going to meet or have a relationship with, and and people could say, well, you're never going to meet Josh and Chuck from Stuff You Should Know, right? Not not yes. necessarily them, but it's a, a a podcast that has a guest, right? Like. You're never going to meet the president of the United States, so why listen to Mark Man? You're, you're right, but guess what? I know who the president is. <laughs> I knew who the president was before I listened to that episode. A lot of these people that she's talking to, I don't know. I don't know before the episode. I'm not going to know, and I may never know. So that takes if, a, it takes a lot of value out for a listener when you're not going to be able to create that relationship. That's very true. That's very true. So locally, it's great. I love it, and I hope she, I, like, I hope she keeps doing it. I hope she keeps expanding it. I think it's great, groovy, but it's not something for, like, I can't listen. I don't have the time for a show like this. I just don't. I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I'm not going to listen to it week to week because it's it's not really exactly up my alley. But I do love that we stumbled upon it. I love that I checked it out because, again, it just it just goes to show you that, that like, this similar idea, this this local podcast idea is sort of, like, percolating up everywhere. Like, you and I personally know, like, six different people that are doing something yeah. like this. Very, very cool. All right, so Janae, thank you for your show, audacious.co, and again, links in the show notes. Let's get to some listener feedback real quick, Josh. This is from Robert. Uh, he says, hey, guys, 
I found your cast when it was mentioned on Stuff You Should Know some time ago and binged listened to you for a bit until I hit the Harmontown episode where I immediately became completely addicted to that show to almost the exclusion of all others. It can happen. I fell down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Now that I have finally caught up on HD, I have come back to you guys to find some more interesting things to listen to. I'm now catching up on my backlog of Pod on Pod episodes. He emailed this, by the way, to the old email. He was not along. He was writing this before he caught up enough to know that we were changing our name. So I love that. I, I've since uh, interacted with Robert. He's on board now. Um, I would like to recommend to you guys the Life of Caesar podcast. And I've put this on the list, by the way, Robert. Uh, It's done by Ray from the History of World War II and Cam from the Napoleon podcast. So, and that's there, there you go. Three history podcasts I'll mention there Ray and Cam from two respective shows. Ray is from the History of World War II and Cam is from the Napoleon podcast. And they do a show together called The Life of Caesar. He says it is very relaxed, often hysterical look at the life of one of history's most important figures. They did just finish with the assassination, but will not continue with the life of Augustus. So it's just focused on Julius himself. How fascinating. I, uh, that's Yeah, put that on the list. That's something I really want to listen to. That'll be our next history um, show. I'll go ahead and we'll figure out where the next history one's coming up and we'll get it in there. You know, you'd think that a history podcast, like who the heck wants to listen to a history podcast? So let's be honest. Uh, man, you you but, tell me you've got an interesting take on Julius Caesar on how to tell me the story of Julius Caesar. I am in, my friend. Well, man, it's not that it's after listening to Dan Collins' Hardcore History that I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> like history is something completely different. Then it, I have a different relationship with history than I've had pre Dan Collins Hardcore History. He says, by the way, that he says, no, this is a show you should listen to across the spectrum because it definitely evolved as it went. Yeah, and most shows do. I agree. That's a great point. He says, it's really worth a mention and a listen. So thanks for sharing that, Robert. In addition to that, History of Rome, History of Byzantium. Did I say that right? Byzantium? Byzantium? Byzantine. Byzantium? Byzantine. Byzantine? I don't know. One of those is the thing. It's the one that's a B and a Y and a Z. There you go. And the History of World War II are also all great podcasts. Thanks for turning me on to so many great shows, Robert. Thank you, Robert, for turning us on to what I'm assuming are probably fairly good shows based on your enthusiasm for it. We're going to find out. That's right. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. All right, Josh. uh, So that is our review of audacious.co uh, that's another episode of always listening in the books i want to su- su- i want to remind people that they should check out our facebook group you can go to facebook and search for always listening or you can uh, find links again in the show notes to go straight to the group you you have to um ask to be to uh join the group and i have to approve you but i'll do that right away that's just to keep out the spammers we don't want anybody selling Ray Bans in yeah, there. Yeah, and you get to interact directly with Joel. Uh, absolutely. And well, and sometimes with thoughts from your head, you don't interact with the Facebook group because you're not on Facebook, but you do occasionally text recommendations to True. the group. Here's what we do, though. Not only do I make recommendations, but other people join the conversation, too. As a matter of fact, there's a really cool thread that has started today with must listen to podcasts. This, this uh, One of the uh, listeners to the show, he just joined the Facebook group today or yesterday, I think, and this is, I believe, his first post to the group. But he said, here's my list of shows, and I, I wrote this on my Facebook wall, put pot on pot on it, and then realized you guys had changed your name. So you know, <laughs> here we go. But, but he put his full list of, of must-listen-to podcasts every week. 
I'm personally subscribed to more than a hundred, but I ha- I do have a list. These are the ones that I have to get in every single week. And so I put my list up there as well. There's a bunch of people that are now joined in the comments. We'd love for you to join the discussion too. That's all happening on Facebook. You can email us with feedback, alwayslisteningpod at gmail.com. And next week we'll be back with a review of the thrilling adventure hour. That's right. That's right. I, that's pretty good, right? That was pretty good. I'm very impressed. It's uh, That's the thespian coming out in you. Until next week, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are always listening. Always Listening is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find more great reviews and our full list of episodes by searching for Always Listening in iTunes or Stitcher. Or go to blogtalkradio.com slash alwayslisteningpod. Find us on Facebook and Twitter as well, Always Listening Pod, and email the show, alwayslisteningpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Enough by Bethany Rayburn. and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is the network.